The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Check out the new Like a Dog shirt sticker pack right now. Three stickers, a shirt, and a postcard on sale now at friendomarket.com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw Matt Chat. I'm fine. I didn't do it. Available right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and wherever fine podcasts sure are. I feel that. That needs to stay. I don't want to feel it. I trust you. I don't. Stop it. Available right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it. If you're watching us on YouTube and leave us a rating, review, or comment, if you're listening to us on an audio podcast app, uh, we're also available on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. $1 a month gets you access to this show ad-free every single day that we put out a show. In addition, the $20 and up, uh, uh, $20 a month and up uh, tier, you can be on this show, Matt Chat. Yeah. You, you, you put in your $20, you put in all your quarters to the Going and Raw Patreon machine. And then you, it, the little camera's there, and you get to take your video and ask us a question. Kind of. It's kind of how it works. It's Not like, really. It's like the George, George Michael sports machine. Kind of, it, yeah. It wasn't actually a sports machine. No, there was no... Well, I mean, there was machine. They had edit stuff. So there was a machine involved in the pro- production of the episode cameras. I don't think there uh, was a singular sports machine, though. No, he was the sports machine. Oh, is that what it was He about? was processing all of the sports and showing just the highlights. He's dead now, isn't he? I have no idea. That'd be a bummer. Anyways, we got a bunch of great Matt Chat questions from our wonderful patrons. We do. Like I said, at $20, you can get involved in the action, too. First up, you got Patrick Sparks. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos. Pat here. On break at work. But this Monday, we got the heartbreaking news of Roman having leukemia, coming back and all that, him having to relinquish the title. Like I said, it's all heartbreaking. I feel so bad for the guy and his family, but I'm looking forward. I didn't like his character much before, but I do like humans. So looking forward to his return. But what I want you to do is I want you to book his return. What would you do? What kind of storyline should he be when he gets back? Should he go straight for the title? Who should he fight? Seth, Dean, Braun, Drew. What do you think? Personally, I'd like to see him get a reaction... Not bigger than, but on par maybe with Triple H returning after tearing his quads and whatnot, getting that huge-ass reaction. But hopefully it's a quick fight for the big dog. We see him back soon. Thanks, friendos. Bye. Thank you, Patrick Sparks. Thank you, B-Man. It's easy. Uh, I mean, it sort of depends on when he comes back during the year, but to make the best instant impact... Surprise entrant to Money in the Bank wins the briefcase. And that night cashes in and goes away. Universal champion. No man, that's how you do it. There's a template. Surprise entrant in the Rumble wins the Rumble. What if he comes back in like June? Well, he can wait. Or March. Well, no. 
March is fine. He can still find a way to get to the main. Yeah, he'll win the the universal title at Mania main event. That's what it has to happen. Yeah, you're probably right. That's about what it that. has to be. You're that's where right that's the culmination that. of whatever plan there is. It culminates in him winning the, the universal title at Mania. Probably Mania 2020. I don't know how long the treatment and recuperation process is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have no idea how long that's. I know. Takes. I, I guess it depends on how far along everything is. But it would severity I mean, yeah, of things. Would, I don't know. It's got to be like a mania moment. Yeah, it's got to be a mania yeah. moment. Culmination is a title win at Mania. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. What's the biggest? Is the is the a Rumble entrance the biggest pop possible? Surprise Rumble entrance. Yep. Yeah, it is, huh? It is. That's the biggest Even thing. more than Money in the Bank. Very good. Especially when now that they're doing rumbles in uh, baseball stadiums. Mm-hmm. Instead of having 17,000 people lose their minds, have 40,000 people. But then we wouldn't be able to tell that it was a big pop from home because it's depends, open air. Depends on the baseball stadium. If they do it in a dome, we'd yes. be good. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Like Chase Field in Phoenix. Not that it's going to happen this year because it's not. Um, Chase Field in Phoenix, I believe, has a retractable dome. Would they retract it? Or Depends no? how hot it is outside. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. Chase Field has retractable dome not because of inclement weather, because of hot weather. Because of nice weather. Yeah. No, too hot. It's too, just Arizona too heat. Hot. Yeah, nice. Very hot, like 120 degrees. Yeah, it's great. No, yeah. it's too hot. No, man, it's great. I prefer that. No, I hate that. See, I, I like a dry heat, though. It's a dry heat, though. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. So you have to give me that over humidity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but still, sure. it's not fun. Next up, we got a question from... Flame spitter. I mean, that was a really easy one to answer. It's Rumble Mania. I mean, you're right. I just tried to do something different. That's no, a really I, easy I appreciate one. Appreciate that. Rumble Mania. That's that's it. Yeah. That's it. It's a template. Flame spitter. Or 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 how about this? Um so Seth Rollins stays face. Mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose. They feud for like two years, mm-hmm. right? Roman Reigns goes through his treatment, does everything that you know he needs to do. Um, at the culmination of Seth and Dean's feud. Dean has a literal gun to Seth's face. He's like putting the barrel in his mouth and he's about to pull the trigger and then didn't didn't the ultimate save. And then Dean shoots at Roman and it goes Superman punch. Yeah, Superman punch, spear. Spear and then they just give him whoever has the universal champion, they just give it over to him. (laughs) See, I think mine's better. Flames better. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, Stephen Larson. I had another question that I had planned, but as we all know, Card is always subject to change because of what happened recently with all the events with Roman Reigns and having to go with leukemia and having to vacate the title and all that sort of stuff. I want to kind of ask what's the most emotional or shocking title relinquish that we've had. Like, for example, we had the one from Edge or the one from Daniel Bryan, or we had. Finn Balor, but he wasn't really as emotional or shocking as the ones from Edge or Daniel Bryan. So I want to ask what was the most um, emotional or shocking uh, vacate. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Flamespitter. Thank you, Flamespitter. Um, I go first. No, I go first. You went first last time. Did I? You did. Very well. I just you interrupted go. you. you go it, I think it's, it's got to be a Roman Reigns. Um, and his speech was emotional by itself but when he goes to the stage and is met by his shield brothers Dean Ambrose yeah, that was and a nice. sobbing yeah a sobbing Seth Rollins yeah um, I mean the whole thing was heart like terribly heartbreaking I, mm. I, I you know my heart goes out to Roman and his family um, uh, and, you know it, it's it's I don't know it, it, 
I felt like Seth was a proxy for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because if the reports are true, Seth and Corey Grace mm-hmm. and, and Renee Young too. Because if the reports are true and no one really knew about it until he announced it in terms of backstage and, and, and the commentary team. Um, so you can tell like Corey Graves especially. Because mm-hmm. right before Roman came out, he, he was talking about his triple threat match mm-hmm. at Crown Jewel. Seemed to have no idea what was going on. And he was he was devastated. Yeah. You know, he talked about how his kids play with Roman's kids and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. So Roman's speech was incredibly emotional and incredibly heartbreaking. And then you see the the reactions of everybody, and it really emphasizes the respect that he has backstage. And and, and people were devastated and heartbroken for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me that really kind of pushed it over the edge. Daniel Daniel Bryan's was was his retirement speech was was hard to watch, and especially knowing the circumstances that he was kind of forced into it. Um, okay, here's the here's the thing. This is why Daniel Bryan's and look I. When you have something that's life threatening, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I did like a very very basic amount of research on like leukemia like mortality rates, and I like to think that you know given that Roman Reigns is going to have access to the, only the finest of health cares, um, of, of treatments, um, apparently these days um, it's you're you're pretty good. Like if you if you I mean granted anything can happen obviously. Yeah. But if you have real top of the line treatment, um you catch it early enough. You catch it early enough after your first like round of chemo or whatever, um there's a pretty good chance that you're going to it's going to go into remission. Um I hope that's the case. I really do. Yes. And and you know the 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 unknown factor here is is devastating. It really is because you don't know. I mean, this could be the thing that kills him or he, he or it couldn't. I I'm inclined to think that he's Especially when you're like in your in peak physical form, like your body's ready to fight, and I think yeah. he's ready to yeah. fight. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, here's why I this is this is one case to be made for Daniel Bryan though. Roman Reigns can come back. Um, he could beat this, and he can come back. When Daniel Bryan uh, did his retirement speech, there was zero indication that he would. And granted, I know that you know living the rest of your life versus not living the rest of your life. That's you know, that's obviously the big difference here. But with Daniel Bryan, with Roman Reigns, it's like, I'm going to beat this thing, I'm going to come back. With Daniel Bryan, there was never a, I'm going to beat this thing and come back. It's just, I'm done now. I was told about this to boost ratings um, because they didn't think there was any way they're going to clear me. I don't think I'm ever going to be cleared. I guess I just have to. And then they didn't, wait, oh no, did, did Brie come out? Yeah, at the very Brie end. Brie came out at the very end the very and, end, and yeah. hugged him and everything. And so when there's that issue of finality, and I know, again, it's his wrestling career. It's not his life. Um, that, that, that's, that's a very emotional thing oh, as well. Oh, it definitely is, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I can't. There's nothing I can do. There's literally nothing I can do. And it's Daniel Bryan, the guy who loves wrestling maybe more than anybody in the company. That's such a downer. Oh, it is. Um, as opposed to in Roman Reigns' case, it's like, yes, we are dealing with a man's health and his life here, but you know, there is that sense of defiance. I'm gonna beat this thing, I'm gonna come back and they're gonna put the strap back bar back on me. <coughs> with, with Daniel Bryan, it was just defeated. Mm-hmm. It was it was that it was over. That was mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. So but they're both I mean, come on, man. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Like, Which leads to our next question from Christopher Rampersod, very similar to flame spitters. Let's see what Christopher has to say. Hello, Stephen Morrison. So my question is who gave the better speech, Daniel Bryan's retirement speech 
or Roman Reigns speech this past Monday Raw. You choose who did it better. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Again, I mean, I mean, man, they're both really heartfelt. They're both, you know, they're both spilling their guts out. They're both about really heavy things. Roman Reigns is about life and death. That probably takes the cake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, if Daniel Bryan's is about life or death and Roman Reigns is about just being concussed out of a job, probably be Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're dealing with somebody's life, that's pretty heavy stuff. Indeed. Yeah. Do you Indeed. have anything, anything else to add to that? No, I feel like we kind of answered. That's pretty cut and Covered dry. most of the ground we needed to the previous um, question. Yeah, here we go. Matt Chad Hall of Famer, Maya Dope. Let's see what she has to say. Friendos, it's Mr. Dope's daughter here. And I was wondering, who do you think will win the Women's Battle Royal at Evo- Evolution? Thank you. Thank you, Maya Dope. Thank you. Uh, oh, uh, I go first. You go first. So in our predictions video, our official predictions video, we both pick Nia Jax. Now, Seems to make sense. For the sake of entertainment and debate, sure. neither of us will pick Nia Jax. Correct. So I'm going to say Asuka. Now we've been hearing uh, rumors that, you know, I guess Becky's confirmed it to a certain extent, that she's been dealing with some sort of jaw injury, cracked jaw, something like that maybe. Yeah. So if she needs to take some time off, um, it would it would it would make sense for a SmackDown competitor to win the the, the women's rumble at Evolution because right now it only makes sense for a Raw competitor to do it, um, assuming that Becky can continue wrestling with this injury because this Charlotte Becky feud isn't and shouldn't end anytime soon. No, it shouldn't. But if she's dealing with a busted jaw, that might increase the odds that Charles is going to go over it. Well, yeah, potentially, thing, yeah. potentially. I don't. I mean, if Becky's been wrestling house shows and stuff, and she was dealing with any sort of significant injuries, I would suspect they would take her off the house shows. Yeah. Um, so, assuming Becky has to take time off, Charlotte wins, and they need someone to to step up to challenge Charlotte for a while while Becky recuperates. Actually, I don't. If that's the case, I don't want this my answer here because I picked Oscar. Mm-hmm. But I don't want another Oscar Charlotte feud that just leads to Oscar losing. Oscar not getting you know, the title. But if they do that and, and have them engage, say Becky has to be out for three months. Nobody's gonna be nobody's gonna be booing Oscar. No. Uh, so Becky's out for three months. Charlotte wins at Evolution. Mm-hmm. Oscar wins the Rumble. They can have a feud for three months. Oscar can win the title for a while, and then when Becky comes back, either they continue Charlotte and Becky without the belt for now. Setting up who's going to take on Oscar Rumble or Mania, or or if they really want to do this, which I would not be in favor of, have Charlotte at the end pick up the the belt from Oscar to finish their feud to move, to continue on the Becky feud. Either or, mm-hmm. I'd prefer the the first situation rather than Oscar coming out on the losing end of another feud against Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be my pick. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Ember Moon. Good choice. Um, Here's the th- one thing about Ember Moon that they might actually do. Number one, they have been very on the sly, booking her very strong. She never loses. She always comes out She's on only top. only lost once. Um, when was that? She lost to Sarah Logan. Oh, did she? Okay, yeah. because of Riot Squad interference? Yeah. Okay, that sounds right. Look at the memory on you. Um, they've been booking her very strong. I get the feeling... We might okay. Here's the thing: there's nobody after the Bellas. There's nobody really left for Ronda. What other heels are there for Ronda? I mean, Nia wasn't even really a heel when she fought her. What other strong heel? You got Sasha Bailey. They're both faces. What about Tamina. 
I mean, you got the riot squad, but we've already seen Tamina. We've got, you know, Ronda, you know, breaking their arms, you know, in tandem, two at, two at a time. Mm-hmm. Turn Ember Moon heel. They kind of teased that when she kind of turned on Nia. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. It would. I, I get the feeling that they might do that. They've been booking her strong, leaving her without any real feuds so they can give Ronda Rousey somebody else, somebody else, mind you, who is a terrific wrestler yes. who you can totally trust yes. with Ronda Rousey in that ring. Um, turn Ember Moon heel. I think that could actually do a world of good for her. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, I, I think that could be good. She, the thing about Ember is that she's so naturally likable. It might be. I don't know if she's ever if she ever wrestled heel on the independent circuit and how effective she was. I don't know. It might be a difficult transition, but um, you never know. I don't know. She might really love it and she might really take to it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like kind of like AJ Styles. It's just being a heel never. He never really took to it because yeah, yeah, he's so yeah. obviously naturally likable. Yeah. Kind of feel the same thing with Ember Moon. But I could totally see her. Like, does she? Does she? She never, in all the, the scuffles leading up to Evolution, she was booked really strong, but she never really stood tall, did she? I mean, she won the match on Raw. She won them, what, this last week? Yeah. What was that match? It was her and Nia against Tamina and Oh, Dana she Brooke. hit the eclipse on Tamina. Yeah, to okay. get the win. And then they saw it stood tall together. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say Ember Moon. No, it's a good pick. I almost, I almost chose her. Yeah. I probably should have pick that in my predictions and I think about it. Anyways, thank you, Maya. Thank you, Maya. Next up, we've got a question from Devin the Dude. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, Steven Larson. It's Devin from the Island again, uh, here with another Matt Chat question. Uh, really quickly, I want to get your take on how you think things are going to go tonight. Well, I mean, you know, Sunday for Evolution um, between Becky and Charlotte. I posed a question to a couple people and I wanted to hear your thoughts. I'm thinking that we might have a repeat of ECW One Night Stand with the crowd, um, with John Cena and Rob Van Dam. Um, with the way that they're pushing Charlotte and the response for Becky and how big New York is of being a marked town, uh, we could see a repeat. I mean, I'm going, I'm all excited for it. Really excited. Wish you guys could be there in person. It'll be a great show, regardless of the terrible build. Um, I mean, I believe Becky was kept off along with Charlotte, so that's why the fans won't see Becky cheered and Charlotte booed on the go-home show. I mean, I am a big fan. I got this nice cool poster from Comic-Con of uh, both of them. It's really cool. Um, but uh, I want to hear your takes. Uh, thank you so much, friendos, and uh, stay strong, brothers. Thank you, Devin the Dude. Thank you, Devin. <laughs> um What's going to happen at Evolution, Becky versus Charlotte? Well, uh, first of all, do you think it's going to be like a one-night stand 2006 situation? No. I, don't, I think the crowd, when, you're, when you have a crowd there that's like uh, there in, for a celebration of women's wrestling, um, I think it's going to be a fairly respectful crowd. I think they're going to be just, you know. I think the reaction from the crowd would probably be no different than uh, your average SmackDown. Yeah, game. I think you're right about it. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of the, the ratios yeah. of. Fans yeah. cheering for Becky versus Charlotte. Yeah, they're and not like in know Chicago. It's going to be any more fervent than usual. Yeah, um, yeah. I just think Becky's going to win. That's my. That's my. That's, that's what you think is going to happen. That's what I think is going to happen. I think she's going to win. I think it's probably going to be the third best match on the card. I think it's going to be um, Shayna Kyrie, Tony Storm versus Io Shirai. Those are going to be two best matches on the card, and it's going to be third. I don't know. This might be the best one because it's the stipulation. 
and it gives Becky an opportunity to be what? Vicious. Yep. Um, no DQ. Sledgehammers. Last woman standing. Chair shots. Um, to the head unprotected. The, her, the only limitation she has is her own creativity and, mm-hmm. and how creative she can get with inflicting um, um, nice. punishment on Charlotte so she can win. Mm-hmm. And the stipulation benefits the, the competitor who's willing to take the extra step. Yeah, but Charlotte's been there before with Sasha. She's been there. Not a last woman standing match. She's, they did a false count anywhere match. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. They did, been there. a Hell in a Cell match, too. Well, that's, what I'm Brutal. Talking, that's what I'm talking about. Brutal. Brutality. Hell in a Cell. Exactly. But that was also when Charlotte was working heel. She's a, She's a face matter. She's a face now. She history. can't go that far. It's in her history. Absolutely, she can. Oh, and she will, too. She will. No, no, about that. She's not going to win, though. No, Becky's going to get vicious, and she's going to win. I don't know, man. Charlotte might win. It really just depends on, on how badly injured Becky is. If I don't know. I don't think it depends on that. I think I think I think a case could be made. They still might they still might hot potato this. Oh, event. that's entirely possible. You know, yeah, they, no, they, I this know. might be written in the story. I could see that. I'm by no means confident in my pick that Becky Lynch is gonna win. How confident was I? Oh pff, only two confidence points. Well, you only had three, so I wasn't yeah. that confident either. Not very confident. Not very confident. You know what I'm confident in? Hmm. That Jeffrey Nguyen is a top notch friendo. Correct. And he's got a question to ask to boot. Let's take a look. Hey, friendos. What's a gimmick that you perhaps liked in the past, but now looking back on it, you see it as cringeworthy? Mine is probably The Godfather. You know, during that time I was young, and I just liked women, not fully not understanding what he was doing exactly. Um, thanks. Love to hear your answers. Bye. Thank you, Jeffrey. Jeffrey hit the nail on the head. Yeah, we did some research. We actually spent a good 10 minutes, 15 minutes looking for another answer. We looked at WCW gimmicks, yeah, which this were all is, bad. This is the correct answer. Here's the thing about WCW gimmicks. They were so bad, I never thought any exactly. of them were cool. Exactly. They were always cringeworthy. They were always bad. Um, I came up with maybe like Val Venus, because imagine trying to take like your family to a wrestling show and Val Venus is there. But also during the Attitude Era, that wasn't the audience you there. Were, they weren't really courting that. anyways, you, you know? do that, exactly. So no, it's still, here's the thing about The Godfather. Go back and watch an Attitude Era episode of Monday Night Raw with The Godfather in it. It's almost unwatchable. It's horrible. It's so bad. He like, I remember like he was throwing out homophobic slurs. Like it was, it's like, cause I've gone back and watched like in the past year and it's like, oh man, wow. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, it, it was, was bad. bad. He wasn't even like really a lovable pimp. <laughs> I couldn't even pull that off. When you watch it now, it's just, man, that guy's pretty vile. <laughs> and, and people were super cheering him. Oh man, no, it's bad. Yeah, it really bad. So whole, Jeffrey, congratulations! Not good. You tried to challenge us on one, and, and yeah, we came up empty, dude. Yeah, that's the correct answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, next from Eric Sinat. Let's see what Eric Sinat has to say. What's up, Stephen Larson? Eric Sinat here with another Matt Chat question with Figgy the Furry Snake Roberts. Quick question for you guys: Should Tommaso Ciampa be the new longest reigning NXT champion, beating Finn Balor's record? Love to know what you guys think. Too sweet. Hearty handshake and a shoulder ride. Thank you, Eric Sinat. Thank you, Eric. Uh, I'm going to go first just right. so I can say uh, Champa Sinat go to main roster anytime soon. And because of that, you know the, how the algorithm works. As soon as you drop that title, you get a very quick rematch and then you quantum leap uh, to main roster. Yes, have him, absolutely. Have him, I think you can, a guy like Champa, 
They can keep it interesting with him. They could keep it different with him. Um, Adam Cole seems obsessed with that North American title, which is fine. Have him keep on going after that. He doesn't need to go after the NXT world title or whatever they call it. Just the NXT championship. Um, yes, for the main reason. Keep him off the main roster because they're going to screw him up. Bottom line. Keep him away from there. Look what they did with Sanity. Oh, we were all mad to Nikki Who? Cross. I don't even know anymore. I don't know. I just threw that word out and it's all confusing to me. Like everybody's like, oh, Nikki Cross isn't in there. Boo. She's not getting called up. Thank God for that. That's all approving. Glor- glorious Bob Rude. You oh, imagine gosh. Champa going out there? Yeah. Have him smile a lot and be happy. Oh, my God. He face turned for Champa to oh, go to main gosh. roster. Exactly. You want to avoid that shit? Keep that title on him. Do you see the way he cradles that title? He talks to it. He talks to it. He's like this. He's made to be champion. Oh, he's great. But I feel like there's one massive uh, impediment keeping him from having a, a significantly long title reign, and that's the Johnny Gargano redemption story. And part of that story means Chompa has to lose that title, whether it be to Gargano or more likely Aleister Black. Mm. Um, Gargano needs to, in the end, I would assume, if the, 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 the arc they're telling, the narrative arc they're telling is what I think it is. At some point, Johnny Wrestling has to find himself again. And has to undo the wrongs he has done. Yeah, he should just he should just endeavor then to get Adam Cole back his North American title as part of his well, redemption he played, story. He played no role in any of that, right? Whereas but we all want that he directly to cost Aleister Black the NXT title. We all want that to happen, so that's what he should do because we want it to happen. I don't know. I feel like Adam Cole should be the longest reigning NXT champion. <sighs> no, nah, man, he's going to main roster soon. Talk about somebody. Is he? That's somebody. Question somebody is undisputed era main roster proof. Nobody's main main roster proof, man. Nobody. <laughs> oh, that's nobody. Scary. That's so scary. Uh, we got some more NXT questions next from Josh Little. Let's see what Josh Little has to say. Do you think NXT UK should have its own takeover? Thanks, friendos. Thank you, Josh Little. Thank you, Josh Little. I get to go first. Not yet. Uh, it's not established enough yet. I don't know if the talent base is deep enough yet. It's like my favorite thing right now. Um, I kind of feel like for the time being, uh, NXT UK is going to be handled similar to 205 Live in, in terms of its integration into its respective pay-per-view schedule. Everyone will get an occasional two, uh, Cruiserweight title match on a pay-per-view, but for the most part, they handle their business on their show. And I think the same thing's going to happen on uh, NXT UK. You'll get an occasional uh, United Kingdom title match on a takeover, maybe. Definitely on NXT TV. Um, if there's a really hot feud in NXT UK, it might pop up on NXT television or a takeover. But um, until NXT UK really gets its feet under it, until they get uh, their talent really established, I think it's going to be a while before they get... Their own takeovers. What a what a grown up mature answer to that question. Heck yes. No man, give me UK takeovers. It's already my favorite new bit of programming on WWE Network. It's fantastic. All the hosses that look almost kind of the same, they're all great. The Mastiffs, the Coffees, the freaking Wolfgang. You got uh, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate dressing up like in their freaking uh, big strong boy, you know, suits coming to the arena. If Pete Dunne isn't even around, it's great. Well, no, he wasn't around. He had that match against Noam Dar. It was still. really good. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Zach Gibson going out there, talking for five minutes, getting booed. Absolutely giving their own takeover. They're, the British crowds deserve it. 
they took away freaking WWE stole half of all the talent they have there in the UK scene. So give them some good stuff. Give them big takeover matches. Big strong boys. But should they have their own takeovers? But it should be, yeah, takeover, but it should be T space. A yeah, all space. the spaces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, absolutely. Sure, why not? All right, fine. Give them their own takeovers. Why not? What do you care? What are you going to be doing? That's just more more product to watch. Yeah, it's, it's okay. A lot. Stop complaining about everything. I'm not complaining about anything. It's a fact. Um, it's a lot to watch. Well, yeah, so here's the thing. You touched on it. You're, you're right. I mean, they're, are they going to? No, they're not going to. Um, what we're probably going to see... Wherever they establish their next NXT uh, uh, brand, mm -hmm. Japan, Mexico, Arkansas, wherever they do it, um, they're probably going to keep them, like you said, confined to their own shows like 205 Live, stuff like that. Um, that's probably going to be the case. Maybe maybe the big title matches on TakeOver, NXT TakeOver shows. Exactly. Which might necessitate something that Velveteen's hairstylist uh suggests here in his uh video question let's take a look hello friend of the universe steven larson we got a matt chat question for you so with the introduction of the nxt uk brand should nxt have longer takeovers at maybe about four four and a half hours or should they introduce more takeovers to include the extra talent as i see it they're going to have seven titles which usually on a, an episode of takeover you might see five matches Seven titles need to be defended. That's more matches than we usually get out of a takeover. So should takeovers be longer or should we get more of them? Thank you, guys. Too sweet. Hearty handshake. Have a great day. Thank you, Velveteen's hairstylist. Thank you, Velveteen's hairstylist. Um, I go first. Yeah. Hell yeah. Make them longer. Every month, another takeover. Absolutely. Yes. Why not? What else are you doing? You're not doing anything else. Yes. A takeover for every WWE pay-per-view, I think would be a fantastic idea. They put together these terrific matches. I want more great matches. 205 Live has great matches every week. We can have five great matches every month from NXT takeovers every month. But if they're longer, they'll have more matches. Um, what's that? They're longer, they'll have more matches. Yeah, and make them longer. No, they're more. special. They're basically perfect how they are now. Don't mess with it. They're, they feel special because they only happen five times God, a year. so boring. And they, they take time to really build the matches up because they're excellent. You've ever heard the term more but better. Look at, look at what kind of talent isn't even on TakeOver. Bianca, I know. It's, has Bianca it's Belair been on select. <laughs> has Bianca Belair even been on a TakeOver yet? No. Oh, she may Candace be. Candice LeRae. She will soon. She will soon. No. She will soon. The last time we saw Cash is a... How much talent are they signing? They're going to need a place to put all these people. Longer takeovers. Longer NXT TV episodes. See, I'd, I'd rather have longer... Two NXT episodes a week. Longer NXT TV episodes and longer takeovers. Two hours of weekly NXT is fine, but I only want... I want, you know, Man, I only two have and a so half hours, five times a year. I only have so much time in the week. I can't watch an extra hour of NXT. Jeez, get out of here with that. Next up... Oh, man. It's the dude himself. Oh, wow. Chilling out in his van, listening to some Phil Collins. Let's take a look at Wayne Maker. Do you remember? Hello, it's Wayne Maker here. And my match at question slash debate um, for this week would be, I would like both of you to book the best NXT versus indie wrestling card ever. I'm talking tag teams, Women, um, gauntlet, 
death matches, all of that stuff. Who would be the best opponents for who? Um, I'll leave it at that. Thank you, Wayne Maker. Thank you, Wayne Maker. Oh, man. Great question. We Here's just, our we, card. We came up with the... This, this is... Talk about select. What do we call this? NXT X Indie Select. Yeah, there you That's go. That's what we call there it. There we go. Here we go. Kicking. Th- well, this is in no particular order. Uh, first, Jeff Cobb mm-hmm. versus Lars Sullivan. Strength versus strength. Monsters. Jeff Cobb goes over. Does Jeff Cobb wear his ma- uh, Matanza mask? Matanza no. mask? No. No. no this, it, it's, it's Jeff Cobb. Lars gets pinned after Tour of the Islands. Next. Nice. Alistair Black versus Brody King. My favorite, your, my favorite thing about this is you saying Brody King is basically just, or no, I didn't. That was you that said that. Because you said, no, you, you danced around it. You said, they have sort of the same vibe. I'm like, yeah, Brody King is just a Haas Alistair Black. Because <laughs> he is. He's a big dude who looks like Alistair Black. So that's perfect. See who the real Alistair Black is. Alistair Black is the real Alistair Black. Alistair Black goes over. Black Mass, absolutely. Next, Willie Mack versus Cassius Ono. Oh, I kind of feel like Cassius Ono is sort of like the prototype for Willie Mack. You see a lot more Willie Mack types around big dudes who could do cool stuff. They also they can put on like these five star matches. Um, and both these guys, their personalities talk about select. I'd love to see these guys jawing at each other on the mic. Um, Willie Mack versus Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono goes over the old school vet. That's what I think. Come on, man. He can't be putting more people over. All right. He's about to put Matt Riddle over. Yeah. Matt Riddle is someone we didn't include on this. That's true. Because he still he hasn't even debuted. We him. didn't He's include. Matt Riddle, NXT versus Matt Riddle, Indy. There we go. <laughs> yeah. We didn't include Keith Lee. No Kona Reeves either. Next, Velveteen Dream versus Moose. Moose. Oh man, I forget. Can you imagine talking about battle of promos? And oh by the gosh. way, it's got to be Money Moose, the heel Moose. Yeah, not Happy. No, this is God. I freaking love Moose. He's my favorite. This would be great. Who goes over? Having Moose, we all do. The fans do. True. Everybody Seeing wins. Moose respond everybody to Velveteen's wins. dream sexual innuendo, and maybe even shoot some of it back. Oh come on. Uh, uh, purple Rainmaker. Moose, right. Moose can eat a loss. Yeah, true. Uh, next, heel DIY, a reunified uh, Gargano and Champa. Bad guy DIYs. Taking on the Lucha Brothers, Whoa. Pentagon Jr. Whoa. and Phoenix. Oh, Pentagon, that hardcore guy from TNA. Exactly. Oh, man. And the AAA world mega champion, mm-hmm. Phoenix. What a match. What a match for the ages here. Very well be the greatest tag match of all time. And then... Uh, uh, EC3 versus Young EC3, a.k.a. MJF. It's basically the same gimmick. It's basically the same gimmick. He's just doing the exact same thing yep. as EC3 does. Uh, next, uh, Nikki Cross versus Sue Young. Oh, this would be great. Two of, the, two of the select characters in wrestling today, Nikki Cross and Sue Young. Indeed. With all of her weird zombie brides and stuff. Uh, after that, we got Shayna Baszler versus Jordan Grace. Of course, Jordan Grace recently signed apparently a two-year deal with Impact. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Good for Impact. Um, yeah, that's, that, that'd be a good match right there. We got power versus submission expertise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Next up, Undisputed Era. Who are they going to go up against? Ohio versus everything. OVE, Sammy Callahan, Chris Brothers against uh, Roderick Strong. But here's who's in Undisputed Era. Roderick Strong, Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. Yes. Which leaves Adam Cole Bebe to take on Adam Mayhem. Yeah. 
for the H title, Adam Mayhem goes over. <laughs> yeah. Next up, uh, Anthony Graham has a question. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, Steven Larson and many friendos out there. It is I, Anthony the Canadian guy, coming to you from my new video editing studio and building here in my basement. Uh, my question for you is going to be about TLC. Uh, so we've got a lot of major pay-per-views coming up here. We've got Evolution, we've got Crown Jewel, you know, we've got Survivor Series, and it feels like TLC is going to be very heavily forgotten because we have all these front-loaded pay-per-views. My question for you this week is going to be, what are we going to be seeing at TLC? What is going to be the championship matches? What's going to be highlighted? What are these feuds going to be? Maybe just choose two or three feuds each and see who can build a better TLC. Anyways, thanks, friendos. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, here's what I want to see at TLC. This one I want to see is the main event. Okay. The blow-off for Becky versus Charlotte. When is TLC? Next month? December. 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 Yeah, because Survivor Series. Um, a TLC match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte mm-hmm. Flair. Mm-hmm. Have that be the blow-off. I think that would be great. Uh, I want to see. So it's December. We're already getting to Seth versus Dean. So Seth versus Dean, extreme rules match, and there's guns littered around oh, the arena. You're Roman obsessed with firearms today. Roman beats his leukemia in November, returns in December, prevents Dean from using the gun on Seth, and they just hand the universal title over to him. Braun says, here. You, have you can have now. this now. You can have this now. I'm finished with you now. And then Braun quantum leaps. Next. From... He's at work again. Paul's right. He's at work. Shh. Let's see what Christian has to say. Hey, Steve. Hey, Lars. The Hall of Famer Christian here with yet another match at question from work. I really need to stop doing these here. Anyway, my question to you guys is about belts, title belts. Um, My question to you guys is what is the best looking belt of all time i'm partial to the spinner belt but there's a lot of belts out that look really good um og nxt belt i love too so let me know too sweet hearty handshake and a shoulder lean thanks guys thank you christian thank you christian come on man it's right here you already saw me get it out this is the this the most prestigious. How many number one, Christian? I don't know. You're talking. That dude said he likes the spinner belt the best. What what is going on at that workplace of yours where you're breathing some fumes, buddy? Because that is an ugly belt. This right here, the mo- most prestigious prize in wrestling for a time. Right here, it's the the big gold belt. Good looking belt right here. Yeah, it's all right. This is great looking title. It's Are you not kidding bad. Me? You should pixelate it like they used to pixelate flares. <laughs> no, give me the, the Winged Eagle WWF Championship title. That is the most well-designed belt there's ever been. It is beautiful. Man, I don't know. You, you, you not so much over that It's title, such a good-looking title. That's all right. Come on. Give me like even the, new, the IWGP. Oh, it's a good-looking belt, too. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. The Winged Eagle belt is majestic. I don't know, man. Not sure it's as select it is. as this one here. It is. It's it's more select, I dare say. Agree to disagree. Next from Andy Nero. <clears throat> Let's see what Andy Nero has to say. 
Friendos, Stephen Larson. It's the heel that makes good points, Andy Nero, with another match chat question. This week, I'd like you guys to discuss uh, one woman and one man each. People you think should be in the Hall of Fame, but probably never will be. For me, it's got to be Chris Benoit. For obvious reasons, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, but probably never will be. And also the second one is actually Nancy Benoit. Um, I believe her contribution as woman in WCW was uh, considerable. And uh, I think, unfortunately, she'll never make it to the Hall of Fame um, for, for the same reason that Benoit never will. Anyway, hope you guys are okay. Too sweet, hearty handshake, shoulder lean. And uh, I think we sp- I speak on behalf of everyone. I say, get well, Roman. Fuck cancer. Take care, guys. Bye. Thank you, Andy Nero. Thank you, Andy Nero. All right. Um, Scott Steiner. I know he's mellowed out significantly. Um, that being said, I don't know if they would have put him in front of a live mic at a Hall of Fame ceremony. Didn't he, in that Simon Miller interview, didn't he just call Stephanie McMahon a C-word? Man, I know he's mellowed out, but that's not the kind of mellow that WWE no, wants. No, no, no. So you're right. Here's the thing about Scott Steiner. He doesn't just – he mainly deserves it for the Steiner brothers. Yeah. They, they, that tag team. Yeah, the Steiner brothers should be in. That should be a no-brainer. Yeah. It really should be. Um, and China. China should be in. She did China should be in. She did pedography. That was years ago. We've done this several times. Search China WWE. Not a single uh, image of adult cinema – Pops up. I'm sure I can find some. If you scroll um, far enough or put w, China WWE porn or something like that, yeah, it'll pop up. But if you just do China WWE. Shut up. Why is Miss Elizabeth not in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. That's weird, right? Yeah. That is weird. She's like known. She's like well known as like, you know, the forerunner to like, you know, whatever. <laughs> She's an icon. Yes, no, I she's understand. a flipping icon. I understand. Like the Godfather's in the Hall of Fame, and she's not. Are you kidding me? And then uh, the guy she was last seen with, Lex Luger, he should be in the Hall of Fame too, because he um, won. He beat Yokozuna at SummerSlam. Oh, by count out. Uh, but he didn't win anything. He beat the WWF champion, but he didn't win the title. It's kind of an important thing, man. Yeah, but in WCW, you had all sorts of titles. Yeah, I understand. He didn't that. win one title, and he didn't win one title in WWF. Nope. Oh. Which is a good segue to our next question from Loki. Oh. Let's see what Loki has to say. Hello, Stephen Larson. Loki Richard here with another Matt Chat question. This week, it's is it possible for a wrestler to have a Hall of Fame career without ever holding a title? Good examples: Elias and Velveteen Dream. If they Keep their popularity, turn them face, turn them heel, whichever, but they never hold a title. Could they possibly have a Hall of Fame career? Have fun with the debate, and I'll see you soon. Thank you, Loki. Thank you, Loki. Uh, it's it's possible, but man, it's super rare. And I would think, okay, so like he mentions Elias. Elias is going to be a tag team champion, probably a tag team champion. I can see yeah, him doing that. I can with see him, him winning a mid card belt. Maybe win a mid card belt. That's a possibility, but there's so much talent right now, which I guess means that it's probably less. It's going to be less rare going forward because there's so many, so much talent. The belts mean more, and they like to swap the belts less. So maybe they really need to introduce another belt, though. Um, I went back over the past couple of years. These names. Um, well, you mentioned Coco Beware. Mm-hmm. Um, he never won a title in WWE. However, he did win titles elsewhere. Right, as did Jake. Uh, yeah, Jake did, but Jake 
he was, you know, he didn't win one in WWF. Neither um, did Roddy Piper. Neither. Oh, did. sorry. No, he was an Intercontinental Champion. Sorry, yeah. he never won the, the, uh, the world title. Hacksaw, mm-hmm. he never won a WWF title. Mm-hmm. Probably won a bunch elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody won a bunch elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't, dude. If you if you go if you take a look at the Hall of Fame, it is rare that somebody gets in without winning a title. Yeah. It is rare. Um, so is it possible? Sure, absolutely. It is rare. It is rare, but as you said, it is possible. But like, imagine if, imagine if so, like someone like Diamond Dallas Page mm-hmm. wasn't as decorated as he was. Maybe he won a couple titles in WCW. Was a, a well-respected member of the roster. Maybe never world champion. Did come to WWE. Never won a title there. But if 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 he still did what he has done since mm-hmm. retiring in terms yeah. of helping other wrestlers, yeah. Then, yeah, definitely he deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but that's such a singular thing. I understand. Thing. But it's, 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 if, if, if the question is, is it possible? Absolutely, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I've, I've listed examples. Yeah. It's just really rare. Yeah. Really and I think rare. it'll continue being rare. Yeah. There at the bottom, let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos. So the Friendoverse wants to know this week. What's the best heel versus heel match or feud of all time? Thank you, Therathabata. Thank you, Therathabata. Um, I like your answer here. What's your answer? Oh, it's uh, AJ Styles as leader of Bullet Club versus Minoru Suzuki as leader of Suzuki Goon mm-hmm. um, from the G1 2014. This match took place at Kirkin Hall. It is hard hitting. It mm. is brutal. It is fantastic. Oh, I gotta watch that. It's one of my favorite AJ Styles uh, New Japan matches. Real. It's really good. I gotta check that out. Um, best uh, heel feud of all time has got to be Kane versus Undertaker. I mean, Kane was or Undertaker was literally destroying the crap out of tweener Shawn Michaels, maybe even face Shawn Michaels at the time because he was with DX. Um, and then Kane shows up, who was also a bad guy. It's Kane. I mean, in the in the in the lore of WWE, anyways, which is the biggest promotion in the world, it's Kane versus Taker. I know there's been plenty of other heel versus heel feuds, but none really uh, on the epic level of storytelling that mm-hmm. had to do with the gates of hell and the river of Stygian. <laughs> I'll put you down like a dog. Like a dog. He's my brother and my enemy. All that kind of stuff. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know who else is great? Joshua the Dynamic Knight Martinez. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, I love this question. This is great. Hey, friendos. Burrito King back here again with another Matt Chat question. So I'm going to piggyback off a question from last week about the full horseman, but I'm going to switch it up a bit. If you could pick any wrestler to hang out with, or I guess wrestling faction to hang out with during the weekend, uh, who would it be? I am going to go a little bit left field and pick Noam Dar. I know he plays video games, so that would be pretty cool to spend the afternoon doing. And I also know he likes going out and partying, drinking a little bit. At least that's what I get from his Instagram. So I think that would be a pretty cool thing to do. Um, I'll be interested to know what you guys think. Thanks, Rendos. Thank you, Joshua Martinez. Thank you. Oh, man, this is easy. This is so easy. See, your your answer is kind of booty, to be honest with Why? you. Why? Because it's a safe. How much fun are you really? They're all a bunch of nerds, man. Yeah, that could be fun. Go ahead. Who'd you pick? That was Undisputed Era. They seem like it'd be fun to hang around with them. Yeah, I don't know. Did you, you get know? that vibe when you met them? They were just fun dudes to hang out with? Yeah, I did. Uh, but I also kind of feel like they're like super on the straight and narrow. What's wrong with that? It's boring. We're old. That's boring. I don't, you, not, always, you keep on saying we're, man. I'm old. Oh, yeah, no, uh, man. Straight and narrow is fine with me. I don't need to go out partying. 
I can do that with you. I can do that with anybody. I don't need to be dressed to the nines in the finest uh, polyester like your pick. The British, that. British strong style, number one. I get to hang out in my favorite country of all time, the England or United Kingdom, whatever that is. It's a collection of countries, I think. Um, yeah. And, uh, and we get to we go out. Trent Seven, that dude, pr- just take a look at him. You know he knows how to have a good time. Tyler Bates Young. I don't know if he knows how to have a good, but he hangs out with Trent Seven, so he probably knows how to have a good time. Pete Dunn looks depressed as hell all the yeah, time. Yeah, he looks pretty surly. But still. Curmudgeon. Yeah, but still. Probably has some good stories. Wouldn't be able to understand a word of what he says, of course. But then I'd just get Trent Seven to elaborate for me, and he'd probably he's a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say, like, Trent Seven, look at how I, I dress like a, like a homeless person. Can you please dress me in the most select of clothing? He said, let us transport. To the clothing store or wherever they go, Woolworths. Yeah. And I think they close those yeah, down. Yeah, I think so. Um, was it Piccadilly Circus? Piccadilly, yeah, we'll go to Piccadilly Circus yeah. where the tourists are, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure Trent Seven knows of the, the finest. Some boutiques. Some boutiques. Boutique. Yeah, boutique. B O. Oh, God. So you can be a big, strong boy, too? I'm going to be a big, strong boy. All right. Let's oh, see. Man, are you kidding me? It's pretty strong style. It'll be so much fun. Do some drugs, maybe. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't do any wellness policy over there in NXT UK. Mm. Johnny Saint doesn't know anything about that. Anyways, next up, who do we got? Uh, your Zodiac Killer. Steve Zodiac oh, Killer. God, where is he? Let's see what he has to say. Stephen Larson, it's Steve Zodiac Killer here for another matchup question. Um, with the Wrestling World Cup coming up, obviously the WWE's done it as um, quite a few American wrestlers and then one Mexican wrestler. Well, I'd just love to know you guys' opinion on if, like, they did a war games match where it was every country with um, like four wrestlers each, who would actually come out on top? For me, I think it between Canada and Japan. Even as a Brit, I still think it between them two. But um, I'd love to know you guys' opinion. To sweet heart handshake, and I'll see you next time. Thank you, Steve Zodiac Killer. All right. Uh, oh, I go first. Yeah. Give me a break, man. It's the freaking United States. We have John Cena, Roman Reigns, WWE, Vince McMahon, Triple H, Undertaker. No, it's Japan because they have Okada. Man, have you seen it? He is so checked out these days. He has a pirate hat on. He's going out on a boat with the best friends. Nah, man, he ain't winning nothing these yeah, days. Is. Maybe two years ago. Any team with Okada is the winning team. Nah, man. we got Look, dude, I got John Cena coming from the United States. Are you kidding me? So John, Okada, Cena, Okada, and Roman Reigns, Okada, they equal more than enough to take down. Okada. No, no, Okada. What was the last? What was the last match Okada had? Last singles match. It was probably uh, Tanahashi for the yeah. contract. And who won that match? Well, Tanahashi. Not exactly. Get out of here with that. Not so Okada. You have a better chance these days saying, "Well, we got Tanahashi." Well, that too. We got Tanahashi and Okada. I got John Cena. And and Tetsuya Naito and Kushida. Naito. He hasn't won a match since 2014. That's not exactly true. Oh, it's A.O. Worm. It's an A.O. Worm question. Let's see what he has to say. What's good, friendos? A.O. Worm here. So, quick match at question. Kind of stole this from one of theirs. um, Posed one of the questions that they can get picked. So, yeah, I'm going to swipe it real quick. So, quick question. What tournament styles do you guys prefer better? Regular one-round eliminations or Robin-style tournaments. All right, guys, take it easy. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Thank you, A.O. Worm. See, 
I like the drama single elimination. However, how many times do you see a single elimination tournament bracket? And you're like, oh man, how come these these two guys aren't fighting? How come mm. these guys aren't fighting? Yeah, that's what I like about Round Robin. Is yeah, there's there's two fields. You got one. You got two. Uh, the words escape me right now. Sides of the bracket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, blocks. Blocks. Thank you. So it still happens to an extent, but you get a lot more variety during the course of the tournament. You get the G1. It's grueling. You get a bunch of awesome matches, um, and and you're guaranteed to always get some interesting matchups. Yeah. That you really want to see. Yeah. That doesn't always happen in a single elimination tournament. Yeah. With the G1, the drama doesn't really start the build towards the end when they're you know each match is extremely important for the overall rankings. Mm-hmm. Or a sing- single elimination to get drama right right out of the gate, because if you lose, you're gone. Yeah, um, you don't get the level of uh, upsets in the G1. Granted, it may not be as as significant, obviously, as a single elimination thing. So you have an upset loss, you're gone. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have an upset loss in the G1 early enough, you can make up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, there is some more storytelling potentials in a round robin tournament. So based on the variety of matchups, uh, storytelling options, give me a round robin. You know what I hate. Math. I was always good at math, but I always hated math. So by the time my senior year came around, I just dropped out of math completely. I took a calculus class, but I sucked at it. And I sucked at it because I didn't pay attention. Um, even though I am smarter than you. Um, I mean, I, 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 I got an A in calculus. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, because you're actually doing your work. I was out just... Not true. Hanging out with guys like British Strong Style. Not true. I was. No. Absolutely. You were not select. I was definitely... Select, um, but so give me a single elimination, man. G- look, the G one's great, but number one, there's too many matches, and I'm like, God, who has time for all this? It's like five nights of matches, and then two day break, and then another five nights of matches, and it's like, oh, it's the tariff, it's worse. And then like, like you know, then you got to keep up with points. Yeah, man. How many points did he get? How many points did he get? I know it's cool. I don't know how many points does he have now. How does he get so many points? That's too much. It's too much. Single elimination. You can do all that in one night. Look at the UK tournament. It did over like two days. That's what you want. Single elimination. That's how you do it. One and done. You're out. Round robin. You're Next. Out. You're out. Tim You're Spulock. Out. Let's see what Tim has to say. Hey, friendos. Tim Spulock with another Matt Chat question. Been a lot of negativity, whether it's Sean hitting me with a chair or Roman Reigns. So I want to think of something positive this week. Imagine if the two members of the Undisputed Era that have the belts stay on NXT and then the other two go over to NXT UK and win the tag belts over there and then they decided to freebird all of the belts together Steve I want you to pick and say why that's a good thing Larson I want you to say well maybe that's a bad thing whether it's you know scheduling or congestion or something like that so uh that's my match chat question boys can I get you anything? Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. He's icing his head there. What a mess. In that chair what shot last week. mess. Oh, you get to go first. Um, should, yeah. This is a great idea. Are you kidding me? Undisputed Era, they branch off, go to NXT UK. Do you know why, primarily, you know why this is a great idea? Have you seen how over Undisputed Era is mm-hmm. in the UK? Mm-hmm. They love the Undisputed Era. We'd get more of those matches between British Strong Style They'd get to also fight the Coffee Brothers and other tag teams there. What other tag teams are there? No, no, you tell me. Me neither. I have no... Uh, Eddie Dennis and Johnny Saint, they're a tag team. 
the principles. Don't you know what you're talking about? You're right. I don't. But of course, yeah, absolutely. You know why? Because it means two days a week. I'm two episodes a week. We get undisputed air as opposed to one episode a week, if even that. Man. No, no. Yes. Keep them together. No, it's a great idea. Keep them all together. No. You know, no. There's a huge problem with this. Monthly transatlantic travel. How is that a problem? Rich people do it all the time. CEOs. Yeah, but these are wrestlers. They got to take care of their bodies. Yeah, man. You could rest do that up on a select flight from Virgin. No, NXT flies coach. I guarantee you that. <laughs> Come on, man. No. Basic economy, probably. Undisputed basic. So, no. Basic economy. Again, it's working so well in NXT. Don't spread them too thin. Keep them in NXT where they inspire fear in everybody. You're just, that's literally just a line. You're just messaging now. Yeah. What Adam Cole said. Oh, man. Got a couple uh, text questions here. First from the remarkable BR Kramer. Hey, Kramer. Um, uh, who should stop doing their signature move, Braun spearing someone in the corner where he usually takes a shoulder bump, so you try to spear someone in the corner, that person moves, he takes the shoulder bump. Yep. Or Charlotte with the moonsault, which usually misses or barely makes an imp- impact on the match. Your thoughts? Too sweet and a sour handshake Larson. I'm going to go first. Yeah. There's two reasons. I have one reason why it should be the moonsault and another reason why Braun should keep on doing the shoulder thing. Number one, the shoulder thing it, it's it's a high impact for what you're getting because he always makes a loud noise with it, but it really probably doesn't hurt him at all. So he's good to go. It's a good visual. It's a good audio audio thing hit noise, uh, and it's a great moment. Charlotte scares the living shit out of me with those moon salts, man. When either she lands them on both feet from like way high up in the sky, I always think that I'm going to see her crack her ankle. Um, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's Charlotte with those moonsaults. They're terrifying. They look like they hurt. Here's the thing about Charlotte's moonsault. I wonder if her basically constantly missing on that move mm-hmm. is kind of a nod to yeah. whatever her dad would go to the top she rope. She could do it with something, find something else to do that with. That's not and as, if that's the case. And if, if, it, if it works for the story, then I, I understand your, your qualms about it. Um, because we don't want to see anybody get hurt. So that knee's just gonna explode. But uh, but for the if if it's a nod to her dad, and, and then I'm I'm cool with it. Braun hitting that shoulder post or hitting the ring post of the shoulder, it's so formulaic at this point. When it first the first few times it happened, it was like, oh okay, here's a managed you know, means for an undersized opponent, which against Braun is pretty much everybody, mm-hmm. um, can maybe even the odds a little bit because mm-hmm. it is impactful. It makes a loud noise. Yeah. But when it happens every match. It just loses its impact. And it happens every match now. Yeah. Every match. No, I'm fine with And then he just kind of shakes it off and wins. Yeah. So, he can lose that. No, oh, man. I don't want to see somebody's knees explode. I don't want to see that either. I'm just talking about storytelling. Well, I'm talking about knees exploding. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Storytelling. D'Angelo Hopkins. He's got a question also. I'll read this one. Hey, Brendo, still no video question due to technical issues. Moving on, I want you both to book a WrestleMania NXT, I'm sorry, book a WrestleMania level NXT TakeOver Dream event using any NXT wrestlers past or present so we get to go and pick through the fabric of NXT Dr. Wagner Jr. uh, guides us through space and time to build the, the perfect NXT TakeOver card, yes. He says, the only rules are you have seven matches, three men matches, two women matches, and one tag match, one multi-person gimmick match. And you can only use wrestlers who have completed, competed 
in an NXT takeover. Well, I'm ditching that rule. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go first since yours is ridiculous. I don't know if he actually competed at a takeover, so I'm going to take that person out. Yeah, uh, first, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Tommaso Ciampa. That's a good one. I think it'd be great. That'd be a good one. Next, Adam Cole versus Kevin Owens. I mean, come on. Oh, that's a good one. Next, Asuka versus Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Revival versus Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neville versus Ricochet. Mm-hmm. That'd be spectacular. You know the problem with the Revival versus Undisputed Era? Huh. Revival will get... See, Revival, they got that NXT love because they were really good tag team. Yeah. They'll get... They'll, it'll be like the Lorcan and Birch match. It'll just feel bad for them because they're getting booed against the awesome Undisputed Era. Could be. Uh, Ember Moon versus Sasha Banks. I don't think this happened on Main yet. I don't think it has. Um, and then a ladder match... You get Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano versus Velveteen Dream. All right, listen to this lineup. Versus Aleister Black. I'll put him in there too. You've got, here we go, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Aleister Black. Yeah. Oh, killer main event right there. Going down the card. The underdog from the underwears. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Gargano. Um, Shayna Baszler versus Charlotte because they're both in NXT. Um, Richie Steamboat. Versus Lars Sullivan. You remember Richie Steamboat? He was supposed to be, he was going to be huge. He, yeah, if you yeah. watch the first episodes of NXT, he's all over the opening video package. Yeah. And then he like busted his neck. Near his something. neck, yeah. Yeah. He, he won the FCW title a few times, I think. Oh, did he? I think so. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, yeah, so he's going to fight Lars Sullivan, and Lars Sullivan wins. Um, then you have Damian Sandow versus Cal Bishop from Breaking Cal, Cal Jack. He's our friend. Um, heavy Machinery versus the First Ascension. Who was Braum and Victor? Yes. Or Braum and Connor? Connor. Okay. Connor. V- Rick Victor was his own guy. Oh, until and he joined Ascension, then dropped the Rick. Yes, correct. So now he's just Victor. When Bram was gone, but they were like sort of weird. They, they, they reminded me of that movie Dark City. Yeah. Yeah. They were vampires, weren't they? Yes. They were also vampires. Ah. And then, um, of course, we're going to have Aaliyah versus Aaliyah. It's going to be now Aaliyah versus Aaliyah from when she was in NXT five years ago. And it ends in a time limit draw because there's been no difference in Aaliyah five years from now ago and now. And so they literally just counter each other's moves endlessly. Oh, goodness. To a time limit draw. So it's a seven minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes of countering. <laughs> seven minute time limit draw. Yes. No, that's right. They're right. All, they all, because she's only in matches that last seven minutes. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. I just won that one with my Aaliyah versus Aaliyah match. Anyways, that's it for Matt Chat. If you guys want in on the action, $20 a month gets you there. On the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. One $20 pledge. It only takes one. Gets you the Friendo Care Package. It gets you access to that month's uh, uh, bevy of post shows. It gets you going in raw ad-free. And you can submit your Matt Chat questions via video, audio, or in text form. Yes. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.